When you are not acting kindly, you have forgotten who you are. And that is the quote of the day. Quote of the Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Today, we've got Marianne Williamson back on the show. And I tell you, I could have used four or five different quotes from this clip. This one is full of wisdom. I know you're going to enjoy it. Here's Marianne. If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. And you know, the interesting thing about that also is that when we give up our plans, and that doesn't mean you don't make airline reservations, you know, it's a much different level of experience. <laughs> we let go the part of the mind that we have been taught, particularly in the West, is the most important level. We've been taught to go out there and direct things, control things. You know, we've been taught to take the bull by the horns. Now, if you think about that, that would be an extremely dangerous thing to do to take the bull by the horns. Take a bull by the horns, you're liable to get killed. How interesting that we use that as an image of success when it is so incredibly unnatural. You don't take a bull by the horns. Right, isn't that interesting? So whereas we've been taught to take the football in our hands and run with it already, the image that we're talking about here is to move into a realm of consciousness in which is it, it is as though the angels are pushing you from behind. Then the issue becomes how to become fully invested yet unattached to results. That's the key. You are fully invested. You're going to show up 100% because you feel directed to make the effort. You can't know what God has in mind in terms of the results of your efforts. So we are to be fully invested without being attached to results. Now, the ego takes two forms here. The ego takes the form of not even ever participating, not even ever becoming involved, not even ever becoming invested. And one of the half-truths that the ego will try to use because it tries to co-opt mysticism like everything else is, what does it matter anyway? All things are as they should be. You know, meanwhile, people are being sent to concentration camps all over the planet, but Oh, you know, it's their karma. You know, this is very, very dark, this kind of like, well, I won't even become invested. The other ego mentality is I will become invested, but then I will become so attached to results that I become as much of the problem as anybody else because of what I will be willing to surrender in terms of integrity and compassion in order to achieve those results. Correct? So the issue is how can I be fully invested yet unattached results? Now, the Course in Miracles says, is it reasonable to assume that I would give you a job to do and then not provide you with the means of its accomplishment? Now, that's interesting. And the Course in Miracles says, fear is a sure sign that you are trusting in your own strength. So we're, we're simply told to wake up the, in the day, and I already told you the prayer from the Course, what would you have me do, where would you have me go, what would you have me say, and to whom? And that means that may this day be God's. You know, there's a part in the Course in Miracles where he says, I need your hands, I need your feet, I need you to go places where 
I wish to go and do things that I would have you do. Why? Because there's a great, great effort, the most noble, the most profound being made at this time, as it's always being made, but particularly intense at this time, and that is called saving the human race. Saving the human race. The Course in Miracles says God saves the human race by salvaging our minds. That is what salvation means. To be saved means to be saved from our own insane thinking. God is loving thinking. Darkness, Satan, devil, ego, whatever words we use, is thinking of fear. And the thinking of fear leads to evil. Fearful thinking leads people to murder. Fearful thinking leads people to all manner of darkness and violence. So the issue is you can't just contain, as we were talking about last night, you can't just deal with the world on the level of the symptom and try to contain the forces of darkness. We must undo the forces of darkness. You can't seek only to contain hatred, although, you know, it's like the holistic model, body, mind, spirit. You work on the body also. You must work to contain symptoms of hatred. But ultimately, the job for light on the planet is to undo that hatred in its source, and that means in the human heart. And that is what we give our lives to. That is the effort we give our lives to. When we wake up in the morning and we are not thinking of our lives as part of that great and glorious effort, we are off on our own little isolated narcissistic trip. You know, we were founded as a nation which was to be a nation of enlightened self-interest. What has happened in the communist world is that they glorified the collective at the expense of the individual. But what has begun to happen in America is that we have glorified the individual at the expense of the collective. Now, the truth is, it is when we surrender our lives to be used as part of the collective good that we find our individual glorification. You know, going after your life in order just to get the money you want, the relationship you want, the goals you have, not thinking of the greater good, not thinking of future generations, not thinking of the society at large, not thinking of the world, the planet. What happens is much like a symbol for cancer. The cancer cell is the normal working cell that's decided, I don't want to contribute to the greater good of the spleen anymore. I'm bored with this. I don't want to just contribute to the healthy functioning of the, of the bone. I don't want to just contribute to the healthy functioning of the liver. I want to go off on my own. I want to do my own thing, and I'm going to get some other cells to come over here with me, and we'll build a little kingdom. And that's called malignancy. That's a tumor. The human body cannot afford to have cells that don't think in terms of contributing to the greater good. Every cell in the body has a function that has to do with supporting the greater good of the entire system. And when any cell just breaks off from that function, says, no, I don't want to play anymore. I want to go do my own thing. That is a threatening force within the body. It threatens to destroy the body. And so it is in the body of, of Christ, in the body of mankind, in the spiritual body of the world the mental and emotional body of the world, if all of us are just seeking our own kingdoms and not thinking in terms of contributing to the greater whole, the same thing begins to happen on the level of consciousness as then happens in the level of the body when the same occurs. So we wake up in the morning and we say, Dear God, I empty my rice bowl. I empty my mind. I don't want to come into this day saying I want this, this, or this. Because first of all, if I say I want this, this, or this, then what I'm doing is basing, the Course in Miracles says, you're basing what you think you want on trying to compensate for lack in the past, right? 
I want someone who calls me, in my life, who calls me 10 times a day, whatever. Well, why do you want that? You want that because you used to be with someone who never called, right? But then your core belief behind you even asking for someone who calls 10 times a day is they never call. So if your core belief is they never call, then you're going to recreate that no matter what. So we're told to just be as little children and make only one request. May this day be God's, and dear God, may I serve you. May my life be used in service of your purposes on the earth. Now, what is our purpose on the earth? The Course in Miracles says we have a function. Now, we will get into how this plays out in particular behavior and ministry and jobs and work, etc. But what I want to talk about now is how our one function, as the Course in Miracles defines it, is to forgive the children of God. To forgive the children of God, the Course in Miracles says, does not mean the old-fashioned kind of forgiveness where you realize how guilty they all are, but you forgive them. <laughs> right? But you forgive them. That is not forgiveness. That is forgiveness to destroy. When you see somebody as wrong, but you forgive them, you are actually judging them. The Course in Miracles says God does not forgive you because he never condemns you. Right? So the issue of forgiveness for the Course in Miracles is a very different kind of consciousness. It is not, I find you guilty, but I forgive you. It is, I do not find you guilty. I choose to see you as God sees you. God sees only your perfection and your innocence. Now, sometimes what they've shown us, you walk into work and somebody's very obnoxious to you. It's, they have not shown you their innocence. The Course in Miracles says, we are asked by God to extend our perception beyond the level of perception where we are liable to perceive people's guilt. Why? Because we all make mistakes. To the level of the heart where we do not perceive each other, but we know each other. I can know your heart even if you've made a mistake. If you've made a mistake and you were mean to me in this conversation, I can base my experience of you on what you just did. That's my choice. But I cannot be at peace if I do that. My peace will come from knowing that, as The Course in Miracles says, when you are not acting kindly, you have forgotten who you are because who we are is love. So when someone behaves in a way that is not loving, the Course in Miracles asks us to be miracle workers. To be miracle workers means to know that when someone did not behave lovingly in that moment, they forgot who they are. And it is our job to remain awake to who people are even when they have fallen asleep to who they are. Right? And in the presence of someone who remembers who they are, they are more likely to awaken from the dream of their forgetfulness. All right. That's one of those clips that you might want to listen to several times over because there was so much wisdom and truth just packed into that eight or nine minutes. And so that was Marianne Williamson. Her website, of course, is Marianne.com. And today's clip came from the ultimate Marianne Williamson Library. It's an audio program available at audible.com as well as nightingale.com. That is it for me. You have an amazing day. I'll see you Wednesday. Peace.